Portland Computer Services presents the Baseball Lifer Podcast. Well, hi there. Don Wardlow here, your Baseball Lifer. And it's the World Series episode of the Baseball Lifer podcast. We're going to talk about the upcoming World Series, the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. And our guest is Mike Caps. He's been on the show before talking about his book called Grinders, which was about a lot of baseball players and executives who didn't have all the advantages given to them. They weren't first round draft choices. They weren't people everybody thought about, but they still put together careers in baseball, whether on the field or on the bench or in the front office. Mike Caps wrote that book. We talked about that last time he was here. And Mike has been for 23 years, the voice of the Round Rock Express. Most recently, that has been the AAA ball club of the Texas Rangers. So he's seen some of the guys who play for the Texas Rangers and will be in the World Series against the Arizona Diamondbacks. If you keep it right where it is, you'll be able to hear from Mike Caps. He's our guest. He's next on the Baseball Lifer podcast. I am having such a problem at work. This is the second time this month I have had two computers down and I can't get my computer company to come to the office and fix them. I think they are too busy with other bigger companies. You know, I was having the same problem until we met Cortland Computer Services in Middlesex, New Jersey. They respond to most of my calls the same day, either by accessing my computers remotely or by sending a technician to my office. Wow, that would be great. It is such a disruption when the computers are not working properly. I need somebody that can come out, see what's wrong, and fix it. On our first meeting, they surveyed our network for security, identified some problem areas, and set us up with security software designed to prevent malware, ransomware, and all of the other threats that are on the internet these days. They have been helping central New Jersey businesses for 30 years and they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You should contact them either on the web at courtlandcomputerservices.com or by phone at 732-356-8860. 732-356-8860. Courtlandcomputerservices.com. Tell them you heard about it on the Baseball Lifer podcast and get a $100 coupon toward your first two hours of computer services. Back with you on the Baseball Lifer podcast, and it's a special pre-World Series podcast. We're going to get it out to you just as soon as we can, so you can listen to it hopefully before the World Series starts. And for that, we have a special guest. His name is Mike Caps. He's been on with us before. Mike, welcome. Hey, Don, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, whether it's uh, on your podcast or, or wherever it is, telephone or what. It's it's it's, it's a blessing to get to be with you, buddy. Well, thank you. And I certainly enjoy our chances we have to chat with one another. 
Now, you're a, an especially good guest on this show for one special reason. You've watched the Rangers from the AAA level, some of whom have gone to the Texas Rangers, and you've also seen some of the Arizona Diamondbacks because the Reno Aces are in the same league that you are. So you're you're in a unique position. A little bit better position when we were talking Astros than than Diamondbacks. We only played them six times uh, let's see 12 times this year. And so a lot of those guys were already up in the big leagues. And so I, I I'm a little bit shy on that, but but this Rangers stuff is what we live day in and day out here in in the Austin area and Round Rock, and and uh, we've seen some really really good kids come through and ba- and and go back and forth as as a lot of them do. I'll only ask you about one Diamondback, and that's Corbin Carroll. Oh. Give her, did he ever play in the PCL? I am so impressed watching him uh, against the Phillies. There's two guys this year who I whom I have seen run so well, so much better than anybody else. One of them is Corbin Carroll. The other is this young kid, Evan Carter, who came to us uh, before he was 21 years old, was with us two years, turned 21, and then went to work in the big leagues almost as if he it was born there. It was, it was that amazing to watch this kid uh, grow up. He's just tremendous. And, and Corbin is a, is a much smaller version. Evan Carter's 6'4". Corbin's 5'10", if you believe what they say. I think he's more like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, but end of the day, uh, I just think baseball at some point will revert back to its um, speed roots. I, I, I think it, it, it makes teams so much better when you have guys who can get on and run and become a threat, it 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 takes so much sass out of your infield defense, out of your catcher and pitcher when they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that this kid is on and ready to run. It just does. I mean, we've seen that. We said we saw it happen with two or three guys. We we had a guy named Bubba Thompson last year who was later traded over to the Kansas City Royals. Bubba ran out and inside the park home run. Um, it, it's crazy. He ran it out at 14.5. That's that's mercurial speed. That's what these two have, uh, Carroll and, and uh, Evan Carter. When you look at, at outfielders who can run, it, it, it just gives your, it gives your overall defense so, so much credit and, 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 and and really, you play better. You really do play better. Um, I don't see – I'm still looking for Corbin Carroll here, and I don't see uh, any – I don't believe he played against us this year, but hang with us because, no, he didn't. He was in the big leagues from start to finish. So if we saw him, we would have seen him last year. And I remember him a little bit from last year, but not much. It seems like we may have missed him last year as well. All that said, uh, this kid at the top of the order is is going to be um, a factor, a huge factor, I think, in the way the Rangers pl- approach the whole batting order. 
for Arizona. Evan Carter just absolutely amazes me. Guy is 20, maybe barely 21. And at that age, I had just done one or two baseball broadcasts. And at that age, he is doing things that just seem impossible. You you figure he'd had a college baseball education or something. Just the man's amazing. Do you know the story about him? Do you know the story about how the Rangers found him? You tell. Well, now I've heard I've heard three different versions of this, so I'm going to hit right in the middle of what what I've heard. Um, one of the Rangers pitching gurus, roving pitching gurus, is from East Tennessee, and that's where Evan's from, East Tennessee. And uh, he had seen Evan, I guess, maybe in Pony League, and made a note to check back on him in a couple of years. Well, by the time he got in high school, sophomore year in high school, this guy had had seen him and had begun to have Ranger scouts go to see him, but they never saw another scout. And so when the 2020 draft came up, this kid is a high school kid. He's a senior. And when the Rangers took him in the second round, I'm told by some people from other organizations who were in their organizational meetings during the draft that they didn't have anything on him. Other teams simply didn't know who he was. Rangers picked him in the second round, and I would say that they got their money's worth, and I think Rangers fans are going to get their money's worth. This kid is just dynamic. I mean, he hasn't hit his male strength yet. I'm talking about 26 to 30. So he's not the power hitter he's going to be at some point. I think in the very near future, he's going to be their center fielder for a long time, and they'll just simply move um, Leody Tavares over to right or to left and and go from there. Carter just is absolutely foul pole to foul pole. You hear a lot of people say that about center fielders, but this guy really is. And they played him in left. They played him in right when he was here. I think he played a couple of games for us in center field. And you you can't teach – the kind of jump on 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 a ball hit to the gap, you can't teach that kind of jump he gets to to normal human beings. He just has a sixth sense. Body build, he reminds me of Ted Williams, except he's a little bit heavier than Williams was coming out of high school. Williams in the in the thirties was six four and about one. 55. Carter's six four and about one eighty, maybe. Um, so he's got some growing to do, but the speed, the arm, the guy's got a cannon and, and, and the hit tool is there. We've already seen, uh, he's a doubles machine in the big leagues right now. And that tells you at that age, he's going to pick up some power. And so he's going to be a force for a lot, a lot of years. On the baseball lifer podcast, it's our world series preview show with Mike Caps, the voice of the AAA Rangers, the Round Rock Express. One guy I know you saw in Round Rock in 2022 was Josh Spores, and what an amazing jump he's made to be a rock in that bullpen. You understand that Josh Spores was with us in 22, but he spent four different stints with us in 2023. He 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 had some rocky going this year, and 
I was surprised when they took him up. He'd been he'd been okay in, in our bullpen when he came back, I guess the third time, maybe fourth. But a more intense uh, individual you won't see. But what he's done in the playoffs has cemented in, I think it looks to me like, in, in the minds of Mike Maddox, the pitching coach, and Bruce Bochy, the manager, that this guy is a reliable hand. You know, he's 98, 99, and it's hard sink. I mean, it's you. You notice when when a catcher catches him, the mitt goes downward. That tells you there's a lot of heavy sink in what he's throwing. And even when he gets that pitch up, he's difficult to deal with. And again, like so many other Ranger players we've had through here, he's just absolutely a clubhouse genius and loving on guys and praising them and and he's he's the first out on a home run if he's not in the bullpen um and going in the clubhouse and visiting with him as many days as i have over the 22 season and now in 23 he's he's just first rate and you cheer for guys like that who are who are gifted and good people on top of it and josh certainly is that and he's certainly deserving but he's been he's been nails I mean, nobody really touched him in either level of playoffs so far. And it'll be interesting to see uh how he does uh, in this in this World Series. I think he's I think he, it it's a godsend they have him right now. And another man in the Rangers bullpen. And I say that he's a story too in his own way, and that's Jose Leclerc. He's been with one organization, the Rangers, since twenty eleven. And this year is 2023. It yeah. just rarely happens that one man sticks for that long. He was in the bigs as early as 2016. They brought yeah. him in his first outing. He's got two baseball cards in front of him, Mike Trout and Albert Pujols. And bang, bang, he gets them both out of there. But later he gets injured in 2019, needs Tommy John. The team sticks with him. He sticks with them. And then yep. doesn't he close seven postseason yes. games in a row? I was skeptical because he was a very, very young pitcher when he first came to us. And he would get him and, – and immature. And he would get himself into funks where he might throw three up on the screen and then strike outside. Or – he might give up two earned runs and uh, be battling his way out, then give up a three-run homer. I mean, it just – the consistency was not there. And then, you know, then he got hurt and had Tommy John. And I got to tell you, I'm not sure – I believe it was game five uh, when the Astros came back and beat them and and – uh, this this was this, it was game five because it was a game that uh, that uh, the right our right fielder uh, Garcia had hit a three run homer and by all means the closer should be closing guys down but he's facing a pinch hitter John Singleton and John has not swung a bat competitively since October tenth and there Leclerc is reminding me of him in 2015, 2016, 
he's throwing sliders to the guy and changes. And he's got 97, 98. And I'm thinking, look, you've got a runner on. What are you doing? And I'll be doggone if he doesn't walk him and then get, gives up a three-run homer and they win that game. Well, if if you get Singleton in that situation, the worst you're going to give up is a two-run and you'll be tied, but he gives up a three-run and they lose. So, you know, there's that that you worry about. I mean, I cannot for the life of me think of what he was thinking about in that situation where you've got a guy who hasn't swung a bat in a long, long time, and you can mow him with his with, with Leclerc's stuff. With Leclerc's stuff, he should be mowing a guy like Singleton down. And it didn't happen. But you know what? He came back and had another couple of great outings, and he's on his way. And uh, we'll just cheer for him because they have that bullpen uh, most of the year has been a lot of there's been a lot of ducking and diving of big time uh, base hits, rocket shots through the middle of the infield. And the guys they're running out now are completely different. And it, and it has helped them so much, uh, throughout the second half. And they, and they, you know, they struggled. I mean, they were like what four and 16 in September. So they had a bullpen that was given up Giving up some stuff, and they the rotation they have in the bullpen now, I think is going to be really, really good. Don talking about the home run that Altuve hit in Game Five. My yeah. favorite World Series home run story of that nature was 1996 Game Four. Mark Wallers, the pitcher; Jim Leyritz, the hitter. Yep. Jim Leyritz, not the greatest hitter on planet Earth. Mark Wallers had insane, obscene stuff. We found yep. out how obscene it was the next year, but he, he threw a slider. And later on, all he had to say was, you can't hang a fastball. Hung a slider and Leyritz <laughs> hit it to kingdom come and the Yankees ended up winning the championship that year. Yep. We're talking the upcoming World Series with Mike Caps, the voice of the Round Rock Express for 23 years now with Astros and now the AAA Rangers. You're coming up to a World Series where the Rangers are going to be going with Nathan Ivaldi in game one from what I heard, mm-hmm. then Jordan Montgomery, and then Max Scherzer now. You heard me on Bob Branco's show express my doubts that Max could hold it together. And what I didn't count on was that, A, the bats would lay out a barrage on the Astros, and B, the bullpen would make up for Max. Monty would jump in, and then the rest of the bullpen made up for what Max couldn't bring you that night. And I think that's what they're going to be counting on in that situation. And, you know, in all these games, uh, in the seven that you're allotted for a World Series, in all these games, it's just, uh, it's pretty much everybody, uh, all hands on deck every night. And so, so I'm not worried too much about it. Watching Scherzer from his first start to his second start, 
it appeared he had a little more command than he had in his first. His fastball was moving a little bit better than it did in its first. And they got five innings out of them or thereabouts. And so I think they'd live with that. Um, I think they'd live with that with two starts if, if he could give them five innings. Uh, Scherzer is such an animal in terms of uh, give me the ball and get out of my way kind of guy. Um, you, you know he's going to push it to the max. You know, sorry for the pun. You know he's gonna he's gonna be close to the zone. Uh, his stuff, like Verlander's, was in in the uh, ALCS, uh, is not as good as it was one, two, three years ago. But he's like Verlander, learned to pitch with it, and so. I'm stunned that he's even back given the injury he had. And I thought he was done for the year. And I thought, wow, okay, you got one, two starters for uh, any playoffs you have. Who's going to be the third? And I'll be doggone if Scherzer doesn't come back late in the series and, or in this in this championship series and make two starts. It's the doggonest thing I've ever seen. But if you know Scherzer's history, and I know you do, it's not surprising. And on the other side of the ledger, you've got the Diamondbacks. You've got, I think, the best pitcher they have is Zach Gallen. And oh, then, no they, then they have Merrill Kelly. And really the surprise, considering his record during the regular season, Brandon fought. He, he just stood the Phillies on their heads. He's the one that worries me more than the other two. Um, Gallen, we saw few years ago and I thought he was I thought he was going to be a mid-rotation pitcher you know just looking at him he, he's not he's not a 97 98 99 mile an hour guy like you see so often but he I'll tell you what he does he pitches as well with his stuff as as most anybody will see and so that's that's what's made him effective but I'll tell you what the Phillies were all over him in both starts and you better bet all the hitting analytics that that the Phillies turned out against him, the Rangers are studying. You better bet that's the case. Situational, uh, pitch by pitch, name name the stat, name the analytic, and they they're they're going over it with a fine tooth comb to give their hitters a, a, a clear picture of what that young man brings to the table. Now we just miss seeing fought in Reno the first time we were up there. He was promoted. Then yeah, I think they gave him a couple of bullpen uh, appearances and sent him back. So we missed him both times, both when we played up there in Reno and when Reno was in Round Rock. And so we, we really didn't, didn't get to lay eyes on him. But, boy, from what I've seen in, in this last series, it, especially uh, that that last game, Fott was really intent on winning that game, and he laid it all out there. He's a young guy, he's 24, 25, and what a future he has. And those those two we're talking about, uh, you know, they're going to be good to go for the Diamondbacks for a lot of years. On the World Series show with Mike Caps on the Baseball Lifer podcast, Don Wardlow here. And I'm surprised I allowed this to lag as long as I have is 
the I haven't mentioned the American League Championship Series MVP Adolis Garcia, who the Rangers got for cash consideration. They didn't give one prospect to get this guy. Which tells you a lot about what the St. Louis Cardinals were thinking at that point. But, hey, they did what they did. Uh, we saw Adolis when we still were playing uh, East and West Divisions in the Pacific Coast League. We just have a 10-team league now. He was playing in Memphis. And you took a look at that body and you took a look at that speed and you took a look at that athleticism and he'd already developed a little pop. He not like he has now he's, he's completely grown. We were talking about Evan Carter growing to his man's strength at some point. Adolis hadn't hit his either, uh, but boy, he has now. And boy, does he have a chip on his shoulder and boy, he's going to be fun to watch. And you better bet, um, the pitching uh, staff and coaches for the Diamondbacks are going over fine-tooth combs to see how other teams had the success they had with him, and, and some did. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. But isn't this going to be a fun series? Why don't isn't you know it? Be a fun series. And uh, Adolis, um, I, I, I'm old school. I, I really wish he had not pimped that home run and caused that uproar, but that's the way they do things now. And, and, you know, baseball evolves just like life and we'll see how it works out for him in this world series, but he's got some protection in that lineup and don't think he doesn't. I mean, there's some guys that can hit the ball out of the ballpark and have, and uh, you know, he's speed on the bases, Evan Carter's speed on the bases, the center fielder, a dynamite kid, Laody Tavares. And we had parts of three seasons uh, they can really run. They can really move, and and they have some players on the bench like Travis Jankowski who can run. I mean, just look around. They have a chance to do some real damage uh, offensively in this series if they can just, you know, if they don't overswing, if they don't overdo, and just do what they do the best. And it, that's almost cliched, but that's sort of the way it is. I've got a surprise for you too. I'll bet you didn't. I'll bet you didn't know this. Okay. I bet you didn't know this. Maybe, maybe you did. Do you remember the name Matt Cada? No, I don't. Matt Cada played for the Phillies. He played for the Diamondbacks. He played for the Astros, and he played for the Rangers. He's the only player who's done that. Played for all four teams that were in the. Yes, LCS in the same year. That's exactly right. Oh, that's something. Matt Cada is a color broadcaster for me in Round Rock, and he he lives in Georgetown, north of Round Rock. And he's one of the greatest human beings. He was he was a utility infielder for all of those teams, and um, he told me the other day his phone has blown up with all his friends calling him up. wanting to know who he's picking for each level of the playoffs because he knows them all. Uh, my guess is Mike Caps with the Round Rock Express, their broadcaster, the AAA Rangers. I was going to mention Leody Tavares because I don't know if he gets the – I don't know if he gets the ink that some of the Rangers get. Well, you know, they found a spot for him in the batting order where he doesn't try to do too much. They're, they're hitting him eighth or ninth. 
And I think that's a good thing for him because a, he has done some damage there with a home run bat with a doubles bat. He's again, he's 25, 26, and he's going to be around a long time. And, you know, as many people as they have who are outstanding players, I mean, you look at Jonah Heim, you look at uh, the two middle infielders, uh, Simeon and and Seeger, and the money it costs to get them, they're going to get the preponderance of the ink. The third baseman, Josh Young, played for us in 22, and he's the real deal. Uh, you got Evan Carter making noise now and, and, and Garcia. You know, sooner or later, Don, they run out of ink for all these guys. And so – End of the day, he it's it's not surprising to me, but Leoti is the kind of guy uh who will come up with the bases loaded and occasionally hit a grand slam. Uh he's hit I, I, I forgot to look at his home run numbers, but he's had a good season. He hit in the two nineties. And somebody hitting two ninety in the nine hole with double figures and home runs, you'll take them every time. So uh he he has not gone unappreciated by me because basically they really did. When they signed him, they had him being in the big leagues, a lot of the Rangers brats when he was 18, 19 years old. And he, he just wasn't ready. He was he was extremely immature, both physically and mentally, coming through. But he's grown up to be such a good-looking guy, number one, such a uh, such a wonderful clubhouse presence. And just an absolute devotee to that Rangers organization. And you got to have guys like this who are on, on other teams, dare I say, he'd be a superstar because he would. Uh, but here, you know, he's a role player because there are so many guys they have uh, who attract headlines because of how much money they make or how well they're they're hitting or pitching and, they're going to get that ink, and Leone will have his turn. Don't don't worry. He'll, he'll that that will, that will happen. And Josh Young, I heard a few of his games when he played for Texas Tech, and his brother Jace Young was also yes. in the lineup for the Red Raiders. And Jace is somewhere in the baseball organization. I just don't know where. I don't. Know I think he. Where. I think he was drafted by the Pirates, if I'm not mistaken. You got Josh, and Josh has got game. Let me tell you about the, both those boys. Uh, their dad was a high school coach in San Antonio. So they were raised around football and, and baseball. And there's something about coaches' sons. There's something about ex-players' sons that simply uh, attract scouts and baseball people because they figure this kid has been there and done that since he was two or three years old and heard his dad talk about it, live it, and and it, and it rubs off. And and for the most part, it does. There's a inordinate, There's a whole bunch of guys. I think an inordinate number of players in baseball now whose dads are ex-players uh, at the collegiate or uh, minor league or major league level, and and. Guys in the dugout who are running the game really love kids like that because they seem to have a sixth sense about themselves 
and about the game itself because they've been around it and lived it and breathed it basically their whole lives. Last question for Mike Kappas, our guest on the World Series edition of the Baseball Lifer podcast. And I might not say last question, but last topic. You've got experts on baseball who will tell you that what the Rangers and D-backs have done is impossible. Uh, A couple of years ago, 2021, Arizona lost 110 games. The Rangers lost 102. Last year, Texas lost 94. Arizona lost 88. Now they're both in the World Series. That's probably, uh, in my jargon, a three-beer discussion. And it all comes down to a team, the Diamondbacks, who raised theirs, and a team, the Rangers, who raised some of theirs and finished it off by spending half a billion dollars for a middle infield um, for a lot of pitching help. And Jacob deGrom wasn't able to help ultimately because he spent the year on the IL. Um and and they just they brought in additional help where they were hurt. And that's a good thing because every organization to me outside maybe the Miami Marlins is short on pitching. Um and it just works out that way. Uh for some reason or another. I just uh, am amazed at how some organizations who need it worse than others want to turn around and give $3 million to an untested high school or college player who's hit the ball with a metal bat. And I, I don't understand that, but you know, that, that being said, the Rangers did what they had to do. The Diamondbacks built what they had to build, but you know, you got to hand it to the skippers. Tori Lovello has been through baseball hell and back as far as I'm concerned and came out the other end. And, you know, he had to survive a lot of media criticism through those bad years. And so did the GM, Mike Hazen. Well, the Rangers switch uh, general managers year or two ago, and they have a front office now that's geared to people like Chris Young, the GM, I'm sure most people know, is an Ivy Leaguer. He's from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He's a a guy who uh, understands the analytics end of it, but he's also an old-school guy, and that gives you Bruce Bochy, and that gives you Mike Maddox. So when you have the kind of managing and coaching – oh, and you also – this is an interesting other side to this – is that the bench coach – for the Diamondbacks, Jeff Bannister managed the Rangers and some of these guys he's going to be playing against. So he's got a, a little bit of an inside knowledge. But but the credit goes to front offices who hung in there, realized they had to make changes in, in a general manager with John Daniels, realized they had to make a change in the dugout. Don, I will go to my ever-living reward believing that you need a veteran manager and a veteran pitching coach who have been there and done that at the big league level and know how to manipulate 
uh, a bench, know how to manipulate a bullpen, know how to spot when a player's tired, all those things that go into making successful managers. Bruce Bochy's going in the Hall of Fame on the first vote. Uh, there's no question about it. He's in five, five World Series. First with the Rangers, three with the Giants. And, and, and you know, you, you look at him and you think, this guy's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. And, and the spell he has over that clubhouse is immaculate. And, and, and Tori Lavolo has to also. Everything I hear about him is just spectacular. And and that those kinds of situations make me smile because a it says that that organizations the two in in the World Series have veteran baseball people on the bench and it hasn't always been that way for either organization but now it is and this is one of many reasons I'm anxious for them to tee it up and get started. And this is going to be a baseball fans. World Series. This isn't oh, your yes, this isn't sir. your big market. You know, there's no New York, there's no Atlanta, no LA. But if you like baseball as it should be played, Mike Caps, this is your World Series. There is no question. No and, question about it. I, I I I'm on a I would love to see it go seven games. Uh, it might. I, it well might. <laughs> here's what here's the thing. Uh I saw on Facebook today a couple of my friends going at each other, and one of them said, "Well, you know what? That's this is the worst television matchup in the world because the markets aren't that big." And yak 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 yak. <laughs> and another one of my baseball friends came on there and said, "Shut up and watch. It's going to be the best World Series you ever saw." So, it certainly that, should be terrific. I am looking forward to it, Mike. I'm delighted that. We got together again to discuss this before the World Series. I'm going to release it just as quickly as possible so folks can hear it before game one on Friday. And again, Mike, thanks a lot. Don, it is always my pleasure to talk to you, man. Anytime. We we go back a long, long ways. And it's uh, always my pleasure to get a chance just to visit with you for a little bit. And we will be back after a word to talk about next week's show. Keep it right where it is. I am having such a problem at work. It's the second time this month. I've got two computers down, and I can't get my computer repair company to come to the office to fix them. I think they are too busy with other bigger companies to help us. You know, I was having the same problem until we met Cortland Computer Services in Middlesex, New Jersey. They respond to most of my calls the same day, either by accessing my computers remotely or by sending a technician to my office. Wow, that would be great. It is such a disruption when our computers are not working properly. I need someone who can see what's wrong and fix it. On our first meeting, they surveyed our network for security, identified some problem areas, and set us up with security software designed to prevent malware, ransomware, and all of the other threats that are on the internet these days. They've been helping central New Jersey businesses for 30 years, and they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You should contact them either on the web at courtlandcomputerservices.com or by phone at 732-356-8860. 732-356-8860, courtlandcomputerservices.com. Tell them you heard about them on the Baseball Lifer podcast. 
and get a $100 coupon toward your first two hours of services. Back on the Baseball Lifer podcast, Don Wardlow here. Our thanks to Mike Caps, who was our guest. We talked about the World Series, the Rangers and the Diamondbacks, the first World Series in which both teams play their home games indoors. Arizona has Chase Field, which has a roof, as does Globe Life Park, the Rangers Stadium. That has a roof on it. And while I was talking to Michael, we had a number of players for both teams that we talked about. Inevitably, there were some that we didn't. And today there was a piece in The Athletic, and it had little thumbnail sketches of a lot of the guys we talked about and some of the ones we missed. So I'm going to give you a few words about some of the best names that I didn't remember. For the Diamondbacks, we talked about their big three pitchers, Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, and Brandon Fott. Now, Merrill Kelly is one that Mike and I didn't get into in too much detail. Merrill Kelly played four years in Korea before he played a major league game here, which he did in 2019. He's their number two starter in between Zach Gallen and Brandon Fott. Among the names you want to know for the Arizona Diamondbacks, Cattell Marte has been in center field for them for a number of years. Christian Walker has been their first baseman since 2019. Two of the Diamondbacks that stand out in my mind, now that I've had more time to think about it, are Tommy Pham and Paul Seawald. Tommy Pham is an outfielder, and Paul Seawald is now the closer for the Diamondbacks. And both of those guys were on the Mets, and neither one of them covered themselves with glory when they played in Queens. But now they're in the World Series with the Diamondbacks. They have the chance to do just that, to make a name for themselves, which the World Series has a way of doing, allowing guys who you never heard of to become household names. Now, some of the Rangers that we didn't get a chance to talk about, two of the guys who are going to pitch for the Rangers are Dane Dunning and John Gray. Now, they won't necessarily be the starters, but they'll be right there if one of the big three starters, Nathan Evaldi, Jordan Montgomery, or Max Scherzer, can't go his full five innings. They have Dunning and they have Gray to come in after that. In fact, they use both of them in that role during the playoffs. Mike Caps was talking about the half a billion dollar infield, and by that he meant second baseman Marcus Semien and shortstop Corey Seager, both of whom the Rangers signed as free agents. We talked about Bruce Bochy, Mike Caps and I did, and Bruce Bochy has in fact been with three different teams in a total of five World Series. The one that I couldn't think of was the San Diego Padres. He managed them in 1998 when they faced the Yankees. He won three World Series with the 
San Francisco Giants, 2010, 2012, and 2014. And now he's facing the Diamondbacks as the manager of the Texas Rangers. So here's what's going to happen for next week, the week of Friday, November 3rd. If the World Series is still going on, and I certainly hope it will be. I love seven-game series. We had two of them in these championship series. They both went the full seven. If that happens with the World Series, I'm going to keep this broadcast up for another week. And I won't present you another show until November 10th. And if we don't have a full seven-game World Series, I'll bring you another guest And we'll talk about the game next week. Until then, whichever way it goes, this is Don Wardlow for the Baseball Lifer Podcast. Have a good week. (laughs) 